Welcome to News Fix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. Putin's daughters are sanctioned, Burkina Faso's former president is sentenced, Israel's coalition is fractured, and harassment of women getting abortions in Spain is banned. It's Thursday, April 7th. Here's your News Fix. On Wednesday, European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen assured there would be further sanctions against Russia in the future. While she mentioned Russian oil as a target, The Guardian had some extraordinary context in one of their articles. It said, quote, The enormity of that sum was laid bare by the bloc's chief diplomat, Joseph Burrell, who said the EU had given 35 billion euro to Putin in fossil fuel payments since the war began, compared with 1 billion euro in arms for Ukraine. Meanwhile, Lithuania has become the first EU country to stop the import of Russian gas. France 24 described the move as a remarkable turnaround for a country that imported almost all of its gas from Russia as recently as 2015. It's also worth mentioning that President Putin's two adult daughters with his ex-wife of more than 30 years were sanctioned by the US government. CNN said they were targeted with the understanding they may be helping Putin hide some of his assets. In the newsletter, we included a link to a fascinating look, it's from the Times, at who Putin's daughters actually are and what is known about them, including a suspected 18-year-old love child who bears a striking resemblance to Putin. You may of course need a Times subscription to read that article, but if so, we've also included a link to one by BBC News, which is, though not as quite as detailed, still a great read. In Wednesday's other top lines, the former president of Burkina Faso, Blaise Campore, has been sentenced to life in jail for his complicity in the assassination of his predecessor in 1987. What's the background here? Well, in 1987, Thomas Sankara was the leader of the West African nation. Reuters described him as a charismatic Marxist revolutionary. He was gunned down in the country's capital, and an Al Jazeera report said Campore was at the time Sankara's friend and comrade in arms. Campore went on to lead the country for 27 years before he was ousted in a coup in 2014 and fled the country. Now, Prime Minister Boris Johnson weighed in on an ongoing and polarizing debate, saying trans women should not be able to participate in female sports. Johnson said, I don't think that biological males should be competing in female sporting events. And maybe that's a controversial thing, but it just seems to me to be sensible. Johnson was speaking about the topic as the fallout continues over the government's decision to exclude trans from a proposed ban on conversion therapy. According to PA, Johnson went on to say he believes there should be women-only spaces, using changing rooms, prisons and hospitals as examples. Johnson was also quoted as saying, that doesn't mean I'm not immensely sympathetic to people who want to change gender to transition. It's vital that we give people the maximum possible love and support in making those decisions. But these are complex issues, and I don't think they can be solved with one swift, easy piece of legislation. It takes a lot of thought to get this right. For anyone who wants to know more about this topic in general, we recently published a piece about trans participation in sport, and we think it would make for a highly insightful and interesting read. We've linked to it, of course, in today's newsletter. Now in our pin drop section, we're taking a look at what's going on in Israel. A right-wing Israeli MP has left the government coalition leaving Prime Minister Naftali Bennett without a majority. What is this all about? Well, the religious MP quit over a row about leavened bread being provided in hospitals during the Jewish holiday of Passover. As The Guardian noted, in Jewish tradition, leavened bread is barred from the public domain during Passover. In terms of the politics at play here, before this happened, Naftali Bennett led a very fragile coalition government. 
made up of eight hugely diverse parties, including an Arab Muslim party and the Jewish right. One of the things that united them the most last year was their shared desire to oust Benjamin Netanyahu from office. Anyway, following this defection, there are now 60 MPs in coalition and 60 in opposition. While Bennett can stay on as Prime Minister in this scenario, it means he faces a very difficult task of passing legislation and is also very vulnerable to further defections. In media matters, for the last few days, the British government has been widely criticised for its plan to privatise and sell Channel 4. It's worth noting here that Channel 4 was set up during Margaret Thatcher's time in office in 1982. While it is government-owned, it generates revenue from advertising, unlike the BBC where citizens pay an annual licence fee. Any profits made are put back into the channels for programmes. Critics of the government's plans say the quality of programmes will suffer if it gets privatised. BBC News said Channel 4 is worth 600 million to 1.5 billion. And it's worth noting a petition to stop the planned sale has already received close to its target of 300,000 signatures. In societal shifts, Spain has made it illegal to intimidate or harass women going for an abortion, with the punishment of up to a year in jail for those found breaking the law. It effectively means pro-life activists can no longer station themselves in protest outside abortion clinics. For anyone wondering what the current laws on abortion are in Spain, abortions can be obtained freely during the first 14 weeks of pregnancy. After that, an abortion can also be permitted in cases of rape or where the pregnancy poses a serious physical or psychological risk to the mother or if the fetus is malformed. And lastly, something we're watching out for, House of Maxwell, a new three-part docuseries exploring the Maxwell family, Robert and his daughter Ghislaine in particular, was released on BBC iPlayer this week. Remember that Ghislaine Maxwell was recently denied a retrial and faces possibly spending the rest of her life in jail after being convicted of crimes, including trafficking, associated with the late Jeffrey Epstein. In terms of reviews on the docuseries, both The Guardian and The Independent gave it 4 out of 5, while The Telegraph was a bit tougher, 2 out of 5. That's today's fix. Have a great day.